Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The book of Joel in the Old Testament contains three main points. The first is the plague of the four locusts found in chapter 1. These four locusts in Joel 1, the four horns in Zechariah, the four beasts in Daniel 7, and the great image in Daniel 2 seen in four sections all refer to the four great empires of human history, the Babylonian, the Medo-Persian, the Greek, and the Roman empires. These four empires, representing the totality of human government, have been consuming Israel for 27 centuries. The second main point in Joel is the outpouring of the Spirit prophesied in chapter 2 and referred to by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. The third main point in Joel is the coming restoration, not only of Israel, but of the whole universe. Such a short book, a minor prophet in the Old Testament, yet such a great content. Bob Danker has joined us for our second program on the book of Joel. Good to have you back, Bob. Quite a portion before us, isn't it? It really is, Chris. These uh, books of the prophets are truly marvelous because they give us such a view of history and how God's economy is carried out in the midst of human history. So we do see the human history in the Bible, but this is not the focus of the Bible. The focus is God's economy, and God's economy is related to Christ and the church. And ultimately, God will accomplish his economy. He will build up the church as the body of Christ. This will bring Christ back to the earth and will usher in an age which the Old Testament refers to as the restoration. And in that age, Not only the nation of Israel, but the entire universe will be restored. Wow. The New Testament term describing this era is the kingdom, the kingdom period, which we know from uh, Revelation and other places has a thousand year duration before ultimately the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem is ushered in. But as you said, Bob, not just Israel is restored during this period, the whole universe is in a state of restoration prophesied here in Joel and many other places in the Old Testament. Uh, But I'm really struck, you know, it was this kind of um, realization, I think, as a very young believer, and I had studied history, was always interested in history, but when you began to see, as a young believer, uh, history foretold in these books, it really has a strengthening effect, doesn't it, on our faith in the Bible and also on our faith in God. Uh, Without such a person, how could we have such a book? That's right. God is really the author of the Bible. (laughs) And uh, as Witness Lee does say, I think, point out in this broadcast, actually the Bible contains the history of the universe. There is no other book like the Bible Mm. showing us the origin and the ultimate destiny of the universe, plus all the major historical events that take place throughout human history. 
Of these uh, references in the Old Testament to four, the four horns, the four beasts, uh, the four types of locust in Joel that we'll talk about today, uh, of all of these ones, probably the most significant is this image in Daniel chapter 2 of the great human image that King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, saw in a dream and ultimately Daniel interpreted for him and told him, these are the four great kingdoms and you're the first. You're the head of gold. And then the second is the one that's going to be coming, which is clearly identified as the Medo-Persian and followed by the Greek empire of Alexander and then ultimately the Roman empire. And as we'll see in this life study and others concerning the prophets, in a sense, the Roman empire is continuing in some way, even through today, isn't it? It surely is, Chris. Actually, today's world is a Roman world. And ultimately, the Bible prophesies that there will be a revival of the Roman empire and then Christ will come to terminate the entire human government on this earth and establish the kingdom of God. All right, let's look at the four locusts that we see in Joel chapter 1, verse 4. What the cutting locust has left, the swarming locust has eaten. And what the swarming locust has left, the licking locust has eaten. And what the licking locust has left, the consuming locust has eaten. And now to connect that to Daniel chapter 2, verses 32 through 34, concerning this image, of course, speaking of the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, its head was of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its abdomen and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You were watching until a stone was cut out without hands and it struck the image at its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Of course, this is a clear reference to the Lord's return at the beginning of this age of restoration that is yet to come and the destruction of all human government because we will experience a divine government in those days, won't we? All right, here's Witness Lee, Bob. We all have to believe the arrangement of the uh, biblical books is very, very spiritual. Now we come to Joel. Joel is continuation of Hosea. In this book, you must see three main points. The first main point is the four kinds of Lucas. Oh, the Lucas is a big item in the Minor Prophet. Then the second thing is what? The outpouring of the consummated spirit which initiated the church life. And the third thing is the restoration. Not only the restoration of the children of Israel, but of the entire universe. Now we come to the plague of locusts. If you read Joel carefully, you could see Joel considered the locusts as armies, gentle armies. Firstly, you are a crop. The locust comes to cut you, to cut you from blossoming, to cut you from bearing the fruit, and so forth. Then there will be still some kind of remainder left. Then another kind locust come. My, a big, great number. Charming. To do what? To do the damage. Then there will still be some remainder. Then the third kind locust come. This is the leaking with the tank to swallow. Then the fourth kind, locust, that is the consuming locust. The four locusts are the four sections. 
of the great human image in Daniel 2. If you are going to interpret any prophecy in the Old Testament, you must check with the history because the prophecies are concerning the history. In history, there must be such a story. Right? For instance, Daniel 2 tells us Daniel saw great human image with four sections, the golden head and the silver breast and arms and the bronze abdomen and size and the iron legs and feet. The golden head refers to Babylon. The silver breast and arms refer to Middle Persia. Then the bronze abdomen and size refer to Macedonian Grecian Empire. Then lastly, the iron legs and with ten toes on the feet, this refers to the Roman Empire. The history fits in exactly what can correspond with this prophecy of our kind of locusts. Where could you find such a thing in the history? The four kinds of locusts are just the four kinds of gentle nations to come to devastate Israel. The four locusts are the four gentle empires. Babylon Empire, Persian Empire, Grecian Empire, and Roman Empire. Bob, it seems very clear now that you really have to view these uh, prophecies together, don't you? The, the, the image in Daniel 2, along with these four locusts, the other sets of four, the beasts and the horns, all referring to these four great empires, aren't they? That's right, Chris. It's really quite a picture here. Something is going on in human history. God uses these four great human empires to chastise Israel. Israel is God's beloved chosen people, but they were unfaithful to God. They were like a wife who uh, loved another man and left her husband. So God had no choice but to come in and to chastise his people. And this he accomplished by using the Gentile nations who surround Israel. These four great uh, Gentile empires throughout history for the last 2,700 years This thing has been going on, the chastisement of Israel by the locusts uh, who have devastated Israel. Uh, But God has preserved Israel and has not allowed Israel to be totally annihilated. Of course, God needed Israel, and he still needs Israel. God needed Israel initially so that he could be incarnated to become a man to accomplish his divine economy in humanity. And then eventually God needs Israel at the end of this age, as we will see. But w- right now, there's a kind of consuming going on <laughs> exactly. uh, by the locusts. And while this consuming is going on, God is operating within this kind of human history, this historical picture here, to carry out something hidden and mysterious that will eventually have a climax in the Lord's second coming. And at the end of the Bible, we know there will be a new heaven and a new earth with the new Jerusalem. So God is working in human history and through human history. But here in the prophets, this human history is portrayed very graphically before our eyes. Yeah, these are very vivid images, aren't they, uh, of this great, you know, uh, 
dynamic image of this figure, you know, with a gold head and a silver um, breast and arms and et cetera, et cetera. And these leopard and the bear and these four beasts, terrifying beasts and, uh, and the four horns and, uh, which we'll get into more later on. And finally, uh, these four types of locusts. And the one thing that we, as we study history from Babylon to Medo-Persia to Greek to Roman Empire, one thing that these four great empires have all had in common, and that has been that they have all consumed, devoured, brought great suffering upon Israel, haven't they? That's right, Chris, and this is exactly what God prophesied to his people who were unfaithful to him, and this has actually taken place. I won't take the time to read the verses, but I will give the reference in Zechariah chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. We see these four horns that we have now mentioned, and Witness Lee will refer to that in this coming portion. All right, again, your sections you want to be, if you're taking notes to study this yourself, we are obviously in Joel chapter 1, but you want to also make note of Daniel 2, Daniel 7, Zechariah chapter 1. All these sections touch these four great empires. Here's Witness Lee once more. Then Daniel, Daniel wrote his book, what, after he was exiled by Nebuchadnezzar. And that was 200 later than Joel. So he wrote Daniel 2 about the big human image with four sections. And he wrote Daniel 7 about the four beasts. Then the last one who wrote something like this was Zechariah. He used horns, four horns. I wish that you all can see the four sections of the human image, the four kind of locusts, and the four beasts, and the four horns, all refer to the same matter. That in history, in God's dealing with Israel, and God's punishing upon the Gentiles, these four things are the center. What four things? Just four nations, four empires. And the Bible likened these four empires firstly to what? The locusts, the Babylonian army, the Persian army, the Grecian army, and the Roman army, all are locusts. They all came to devastate Israel, the land, the field, and the people. On the one hand, they are locusts. On the other hand, they are four nations, four sections. And these four sections are four beasts. Apparently, they are quite human, like a big human image. But actually, in God's eyes, everyone is a well beast. The first one is the lamb, the Babylon. The second one is the bear, that is Persia. And the third one is a leopard, the Grecian Empire. It went fast, like the leopard. Then the fourth one, it has no particular name. He is the totality of the three foregoing ones. That the Roman Empire. More wild, more devastating. This is history. So all these four are four horns used by Satan to devastate God's chosen people and the Holy Land. This is history. 
Bob, we've referred to the fact that in a sense of these four great empires, this fourth one, the Roman Empire, which is the consuming locust. I mean, the other locusts were cutting, eating, swarming, licking, uh, but it's the consuming of the fourth that is the most devastating. And in, and in history, we can really say that's been the case as far as Israel is concerned. Why do we say that in, in a sense we're still in the vestige, I guess, of the Roman Empire today? Well, even though the Roman Empire in its initial form uh, ended a few hundred years after Christ, still the world as we know it is basically a composition of all four of those empires. But I would say that today's world is a Roman world. Western civilization has spread and has filled the earth. Of course, the Roman Empire adopted many things from the Grecian Empire that preceded it. And the Grecian Empire adopted things from the Persian Empire and the Persians from the Babylonians. So, in a sense, the Roman uh, culture was a composite culture. And today, that's the culture that we have. Uh, If we look at government today, like the Roman form of government with Senate and some kind of representation and a leader and so forth. Then we look at other aspects of human culture today, and we trace back the history. We can see that today's culture is a composite of all the preceding ones that have gone before, starting from Babylon Mm -hmm. and going all the way through the Roman Empire. So there is a very real sense in which we can say that we are still living in the era of Rome. Right. In the era of the Roman Empire, although the Roman Empire in its initial form is not with us today any longer. The whole world, we could almost say, has become Roman. Of course, at the uh, end of the age, we believe there is this restoration first of Rome, of the Roman Empire, in some very identifiable form before the restoration of Israel and the restoration of the universe comes in. So, uh, And you can see you know, the preliminary. A lot of people believe the, that, that, that what's happening in Western Europe today and even all of Europe today, a kind of more unified Europe, is beginning to uh, uh, bring that into a clearer view, isn't it? Yes, I believe this is really the case. What we can see is the preliminary things related to the reviving of the Roman Empire, but this will definitely take place at the end of this age, and Antichrist, according to the book of Revelation, will be the last Caesar of the Roman Empire. Wow. Bob, we have another great item or important matter uh, that's spoken of. In Joel, we mentioned it early on in the program. We want to focus on it. And that's this prophecy in chapter 2, verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Indeed, even upon the male and female slaves. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. Marvelous. All right, here's Witness Lee with our last section. Joel is a short book, only of three chapters, but this short book covers exactly four things. Number one, in Joel, you could see God's chastisement over Israel. God sent the locusts to devastate Israel. That is God's chastisement. After we read Hosea, we could see Maya. Could God elect? Could God's chosen people be that evil? Yes, they were that evil. Then what should God do? 
Well, no doubt, God had no way but to come in to chase that. So, right away, to continue Hosea, Joel tells us, four kind locusts sent by God to devastate Israel. That is to chastise Israel. And then after this God chastisement, uh, the punishment on the Gentile countries. You know, in Zechariah, four horns. Then a craftsman came. He broke the first horn, and he broke the second horn, and he broke the third horn, and he broke the fourth horn. Who is this craftsman? Christ. Then in Joel, the third thing is the outpouring of the consummated spirit. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, he became no more merely the Spirit of God. He became processed and consummated and compounded. Compounded with God. Compounded with Christ's humanity. Compounded with Christ's death. Compounded with Christ's resurrection. Compounded with Christ's death effectiveness. And compounded with Christ's resurrection power. And this is a Holy Spirit that was proud on the Pentecost. So the day of Pentecost was the manifestation of Christ. Amen. Right? Through that outpouring of the Spirit, the individual Christ became a corporate Christ. Today, we are a corporate expression. What are we doing here? We are manifesting Christ. Amen. What we are waiting for? We are waiting for that glorious day. The restoration of the entire universe. And that restoration will consummate in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven and earth. I tell you, this is the Bible, and this is the history of the universe. Bob, we've got two and a half minutes. You want to talk about the history of the universe? (laughs) Why don't we spend a couple minutes here focusing on this third matter. I'd, I'd like to talk about this outpouring of the Spirit because it has such relevance to us today, doesn't it? It really does, because Everything, actually, all this progress of human history really is for the manifestation of Christ. Christ was incarnated. God was incarnated while human history was going on. These four locusts were consuming Israel. Right. And all of a sudden, God became a man Mm. and entered into humanity and mingled himself with man. This was an unprecedented event in the universe, a great event. And then this man lived on the earth. As we all know in the four Gospels, he died on the cross, an all-inclusive death to terminate all the negative things, and he resurrected to become the life-giving spirit. And he ascended to the heavens. Then another great event took place. He poured himself out (laughs) as the consummated spirit upon all the fallen human race, all flesh. And this took place on the day of Pentecost, And Peter stood there and proclaimed the gospel on that day. 3,000 people were saved, and the church was formed and produced on that day. That was another great event in human history, although um, this was somewhat a hidden matter. While the outward history was going on, God was doing something very intrinsic and inward. He was producing 
a corporate Christ, the church as the body of Christ, which is the corporate manifestation of Christ. So we are living in the church age, and we are here on this earth for one thing, and that is that Christ would be manifested. That is our desire and our interest, is just the manifestation of Christ. Eventually, this age of the corporate manifestation of Christ will bring in another age, the age of the millennium, the age of restoration. And that age, in turn, will consummate in the new heaven and the new earth with the new Jerusalem. And this is the history of the universe. So what we've got outwardly, the history of of humankind has been outwardly going on, working itself out. Behind the scenes, in a hidden realm, has been this more intrinsic a thing that has been happening, including Christ's incarnation, his human living, his all-redeeming death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his outpouring as the life-giving spirit to produce the church. This has been in the hidden realm, in the not-so-visible realm. Yet the outward, as we're coming to see, has all the time been used by God to uh, sort of assist what's going on in the hidden realm. Absolutely, Chris. So good to have you back and invite you again soon. I look forward to that. We hope also you will join us. And as you do that, if you have the printed life study with you, I think it would be a big benefit. We'll give you the toll-free number so you can call us and uh, find out how to get the printed life study of the Minor Prophets. That number is toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Join us again for our next program. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Weil. Thank you very much for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more about these two 20th century New Testament ministers, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, That's lsm.org. Thank you for listening today.